Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 Hello and welcome back to the Liverpool Groove. Uh, jumped the gun a bit with the last episode, safe to say. Uh, I said we were back and, well, we're not, uh, to put it simply. So, we were shit again. Um, Chelsea, for all, you know, just domin- dominated the play. Um, didn't lay a glove on them. First shot on target, 85th minute. Something's got to change. Something's got to give badly, lad, yeah. As Jamie Webster said, something's got to give. Um, we just look like not even a patch of the team of last season. We've we've said the excuses. There is excuses. There's a mix of excuses. But the professional footballers, without the crowd, they should be able to still play footy at a level. They're athletes. They should still be able to work. And they're just not at the minute. The first half was embarrassing. After 12 minutes, I said to me, oh, fella, that's it. You've got to change the tactics now because that's the second time they've been in. Then they go on and score a goal. Um, it, to be honest, I'm a bit baffled it was disallowed because it was very close. If it was against us, I'd have been disheartened. It was against us. That should have been a goal as far as I'm concerned. Um, and then you get the goal. They targeted Arnold over and over again. Ball over the top. Fabinho, Looked like he hadn't played footy before as a centre-half. He didn't know where to go, where to stand. Discussed it before with Arnold, though. It's an absolute nightmare for the the right centre-half playing with him because he cannot defend. He is absolutely a liability at right-back. He can't defend. Paul Fabinho had to cover right-back like Henderson does. And that's where their goal comes from. Comes from Fabinho getting dragged out to the right, skinned, and sent Alexander stood there with his arm behind his arm. Behind his back, um, great goal, but it was coming. It was a, it was a matter of when are they going to score and what are we going to do in return? And there was absolutely not on that. There was no retaliation. Didn't look like scoring. No, we didn't. I mean, I seen the second half. I was still in work during the first half. Seen bits and bobs of it in there, but not too much of it. And then second half, to be honest, I don't think. What I seen of it anyway, second half, I don't think Trent played that bad second half. I don't think we probably, probably didn't have to defend as much as we did in the second half as we did the first. So to me, he didn't look too bad. I thought he was he was trying, but like Thiago, like that fucking there caused an argument between me and my half fella. Him have, you know, him having a go with him, me saying he's the only one having a go passing it forward. He's going to give the ball away more if we pass forward. You know, it, it, on a, swear to God, it's fucking, it was brutal. Like, we would, it was just one of them. It's just complete disagreement. Felt like smashing his head in. <laughs> <laughs> I, just feel, I just feel like Thiago's absolutely wasted in the team at the minute. I feel sorry for him because he's he's being asked off too much. He's the only, Curtis Jones is brilliant. He's he done an 
a brilliant piece of play in the first half where he he done what he does, collects the ball, goes like low centre gravity towards the ground and he just dribbles out of a situation. Brilliant again. But when Alden, I've discussed it so many times, lads, I can't, I literally, I can't watch him play anymore. He offers absolutely nothing, nothing. He doesn't even, he, he was a great little workhorse. He's not even that anymore. He's trotting out the pitch, but they all are, so I can't just blame when Alden. But Thiago's not made for that role he's in at the moment. Either don't play him or play him in his role. It's stupid. Same with Fabinho. You know, I don't know whether Phillips was injured or not. We just we discussed it before the game. He's took a knock, but he's meant to be fit for Fulham. JB's is fit for Fulham, so play play one of them. But for being all coming in at centre half every time, it's not even about him being a bad centre half because he's not. It's not about his position. It's about what he offers the midfield when he's there and what he offers the centre centre half when he's playing as a defensive midfielder. And at the minute. I don't give a fuck who plays centre half anymore. I don't care. We're not. It's not about defending. The issue is we can't attack without Fabinho playing defensive mid. The fullbacks can't go up as much. When they do, the court out every single time. It's it. Everyone can see it. Every single person who knows football can see it. Bad now, manager, and it's a bit of a concern. You say about Wijnaldum and not being as much of a workhorse anymore. Is that entirely his fault though? You look, when was the last time Juan Adam wasn't part of the game? He's probably the only player after Robbo that hasn't missed a single game this season. It's got to a point, everyone else is getting rested, whether it's because of injuries or just because they're getting rested. You know, we had Jotter in good form, so they could rest Firmino or Mane or Salah. Juan Adam's had none of that because of the amount of, because we've had to put midfielders in defence, so he's just had to play. And I think, yeah, I agree, he's not offering a lot at the minute. I don't think he can be completely attributed to himself, though. No, I'm not just totally blaming him, but you know, you say he hasn't been out the team, but he's in, he's on the pitch, but he's not in, he's not doing anything. He's just a, he's just a passerby. He, he gets the ball, plays it too. If, if he's doing the same thing Joe Allen used to do, and Lucas, and players like that, and they got ridiculed for it, he's doing the exact same thing. Bad, and he's, he, he doesn't throw a foot in often. He, he, he wins the loose ball, but he's not even doing that. We're not winning 50 feet. I'm not blaming Wijnaldum totally. He's not the, the fault of the midfield. I just, I don't, when you're, when you're not creating, I don't see the point in Wijnaldum being on the pitch. Wijnaldum's the type of player that you, you bring on if you're winning. So like, to pick up the loose balls and to just tidy it up a little bit that and bring his energy where he's going to pressure, he's going to work hard. But in his defence, everyone, none of them pressed, none of them worked hard, none of them looked interested. Mane was an absolute shadow of the football that he is. He, he looked like he, we just signed him from Sunday League. He just looked absolutely dog shit again. Yeah. You, you said it a few weeks ago that he, he's just if you if you mention Mane, people go to pot. You can't you can't criticize Mane, but you can you can rip the arse out of the leading goal scorer in the league, the one who's won all the awards and all the accolades and that. You can rip him, you can take him off, and it's not a problem, but do it with Mane and it's mm. fucking uproar. The first player on the pitch you should have went off yesterday was Mane. Yeah, 100% agree. Can't get the heads around the substitutions. You're losing 1 0 at home to Chelsea and you bring on James Milner. I, I, wow, I'll never get it. I'll never understand that, no matter what he says. Oxley Chamberlain came on. He looked like he played 90 minutes for five years on the bounce. He looked fucked after five minutes. He didn't do a thing, didn't offer a thing. Taking, um, you know, taking Salah off 
he was the only one out the attack that looked a little bit lively. And I've I've read a few things saying that he was uh, being asked to chase back and and tackle and defend, and he and he wasn't. But none of them were. You know what I mean? It just so happens he was on that wing where you can speak to him and get something in his ear. But then today they all just look fucked. But I've made made excuse after excuse. I've tweeted about it. I've said, you know, we've just got to got to take it on the chin. We've lost so many players. There's only five players in the squad that have not been out for three weeks or more. That's outrageous. Um, take into consideration the amount of energy the fans give us, and you can say what you want. We're all in the same boat, but we're not. You know, the games like. Take it back to the 17, St. Etienne. You don't win that without a crowd. And then you go to Chelsea and Olympiacos and your Barcelona's, your Dortmunds. You don't win them without a crowd. We need our crowd. No one's got that many big moments like us. No one's got that in the locker. Only us. That's why we're special. And without them, it's making a massive difference to Klopp's team. Klopp's team has been built to entertain an audience, a supporters, like gladiators in a fucking arena. That's what he has built. And without that, support and that audience it's not the same it's not the same for them how can you get up for something when that's what you're what, what you can't wait to get into that staging for is to play football in front of your people and they're not there and you can say all you want that you know it's a, all all teams in the exact same boat but they're not because their fans aren't our fans but in the same sentence it doesn't excuse the poor form and the poor lack of effort and the poor lack of desire you've got to got to find that from somewhere at some point and they're just not at the minute lad. It's concerning. Well that's it. I mean this is something else that got brought up with me and my dad yesterday, you know, saying that the fans uh not being there is is affecting us and he, he disagreed and he was saying playing for Liverpool football club should be enough. If you're not asked to play for Liverpool football club then you don't belong here. And I, I see his point. I don't I don't necessarily agree with it but I, I see his point. That should be enough. If it was me or you playing for Liverpool right now. Yeah, it'd be boss to have the fans there, but I wouldn't give a shit. I'd be playing for Liverpool. That's all I'd need. But it's hard, it's hard to feel like you're playing for Liverpool without the, the massive pull of the crowd. That's the thing. That The most attractive thing about playing for Liverpool Football Club is what the fans bring to you. When you walk through that fucking tunnel and you touch the this is Anfield signs, you'll never walk alone and you're there in 45,000 people roaring. It's 60,000 now. Do you know what I mean? That is, that's the pull. From years back, 24, 28,000 on the cop, all singing one player's name. That is what attracted people to come and play for this club. We've signed players like fucking hell. Say the likes of Fernando Torres and Luis Suarez and that sometimes when we weren't, we weren't at our best. The attraction of the fans is what brings them. And to, to, to not have them there, I think certain players are physically and mentally as good without that energy. I think they need it. I think they sort of... It's mad to explain. You know, like... Like when you're playing footy as a kid and you've just half arsing it and then a fit bird walks past and you just start sprinting and you fucking want to play, boss. That's what it must be like because you're just desperate to show what you've got. Without that, I just don't think... That if it, it seems to me that the players are sort of like, what is the point? It's a, it's a bit like the... I think if you're offered them the season to be fucking jib now or even at the beginning of the season as champions, I think most of them would have just said, yeah, fucking jibber. Because it's just not the same. Footy's not the same at the minute. It's not <clears> the same. <throat> Footy isn't the same at the minute. But, again, I'm going to sound a bit like uh, like my dad now. But, 
was just, their wages haven't changed. That's still the same. They're still getting paid hundreds and hundreds of thousands of pounds to represent Liverpool Football Club. They should be trying harder because we're not there. Not It shouldn't be the other way around, in my opinion. They should be doing it all because we can't be with them. I just think it's hard. It's hard, lad. Um, it, it's, it's really hard. I, if I was playing footy on an empty pitch with a, 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 10 other lads against 11 lads, regardless of the, the level, the difference between having that and having 50 people screaming and shouting is massive. If I was in a cup quarter-final for the Sunday League team with no one there, no one in the ear telling me I'm a little fat ginger, no one telling me I'm fucking boss. The difference that a few comments and a few people can make is massive to your own performance. You, you fly in on someone and you hear their sideline fucking screaming and shouting, you know you've rattled them, you know you've affected a few people. You do something good and you hear a few people going, that's fucking boss, that. Your, your tail goes up, you, you want to do it again and again and again. Without it, it just seems pointless. It, seem, it must seem like a friendly. And as I say, you can't excuse... The total loss of form, the total lack of desire. Can't excuse it, but I can looking at the bigger picture. I can understand why a lot of the levels have dropped to a, to a point. If you get me. No, I I mean I do think the fans have affected them, and I completely get that. I don't think it, it's not it's not a good enough excuse for the form that we're in. We still had six or seven world class or considered world class players on the pitch yesterday. We should have had a good enough team out to beat Chelsea. We should have had a good enough team out to beat Everton and Burnley and Brighton. But the players just don't seem asked. And whether that whether that is the, the fans not being there affecting them, whether it's something else, we would not we don't know. All we can all we can go on is assumptions at the minute. But the injuries have got to stop being an excuse. The um, you know, the the crowd not being there, we've got to Something, as I said at the beginning, something's just got to change. Somebody's got to grab them by the neck. Jürgen needs to fucking start chaining people in training or something. I don't know. Something needs to change. And right now, we're not seeing it. We only beat Sheffield United because they were bottom in the league. And I think if they were any higher in the league in a bit of better form, we probably wouldn't have beat them. So again, I, I can't like, I can't agree and say you can't use injuries excuses because we can't. As I said before, we've got five players that haven't been out for more than three weeks. The rest of the squad's been injured for the majority of the season in, in different spells. It's a massive, massive part of why we are where we are. The, the fans is a massive part. As I say, it's not completely. We should still be able to play football with the squad he's built. The problem with Jürgen Klopp is he's built a great eleven. And it's been stripped down a bit, and the ones that are in the places are doing the same trick. The front three aren't going to excel when you've got Wijnaldum passing three yards backwards and three yards sideways. Thiago, who's meant to be playing key passes forward, is in a defensive role. Do you know what I mean? We're, we're just hoofing the ball up. Our fullbacks who create most of our attacks for our best part of our best seasons can't go up as much because we haven't got a defence. It's 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 all interlinked. It all, it is all, it's not it's not the Van Dijk injury, it's the Anderson, it's the Fabinho playing centre-half, it's Kabak being injured now, Phillips being injured, Davies being injured, Mata being injured, Gomez being injured, it's all it's all of it. But that being said, it, it doesn't excuse the fact that these, these football players, as you say, some of them are on 200 grand a week, some of them are on 150 grand a week, they've won the league, they've won the Champions League, they should be able to play football in an empty stadium against shitter players and at the minute 
the confidence isn't there, the belief isn't there, the tactics from Klopp aren't there. He was absolutely outdone yesterday by Tuchel. We knew it from the off. Ten minutes in, ball over the top, bang, they're in. Twelve minutes in, ball over the top, bang, they're in. A few minutes late, goal, offside. Time and time again, at what point does our manager go, this is shit, change it? But he didn't. And yesterday's loss was down to Jürgen Klopp. It's as simple as that. He was at fault for that loss. The tactics were piss poor. The team selection, for me, was incorrect, again. Fabinho coming in after, what, four, five, six weeks out, starting straight away centre-half. Again, put him in centre-mid and you've got a different attacking outlet in Thiago. The whole team changes. But it's just not... Nothing seems to be going our way. Every bounce, every 50-50, the handball, the penalty. Yeah, just everything. Barring, the, as I say, the goal. Their goal was offside, like, by, by millimetres, I'd say. Yeah. And it just so happens that it went in our favour. But then we win one and then we lose one with the penalty. It's a blatant yeah. penalty. It's a penalty. But... Like, like we've said all along, we just want consistency. And like you said, if that disallowed goal for Chelsea had it been for us, you'd be fuming. So they've got every... Well, I suppose they're not probably fuming now because they won anyway. But they would have been at the time. That could have cost them the game. They don't know that. But at, And then we go and lose the, the handball. Again, all we want is consistency with VAR. We're not going to go into it. We've talked about it too much over the last fucking 25 episodes, whatever we've done now. I'm sick of talking about VAR, but it constantly brings up a fucking talking point for us and it's pissing me off. So, fuck off VAR. But to be honest, lad, at the end of the day, I think if we'd have scored our second goal of the year at Anfield, the second penalty of the year at Anfield, would have been, it's yeah. embarrassing. Don't want it. We didn't deserve a draw. A draw would have meant nothing to us. Would have made no difference, really, to the situation we were in. We had to win. Um it, it, it sort of felt like the Brendan Rodgers in 2013, was it? 13-14. All you have to do is sit back, let them come at you and pick them off on the counter. Instead, we tried to push up, go out. The high line, from the, from as soon as I seen Fabinho on their halfway line next to Kabach, I was just thinking, what the fuck are we playing at? Team Awareness, one of the fastest players in the league. He's absolutely shit when you can't get the ball behind. So, make sure you can't get the ball in behind. And what did we do? We, we offered them on a plate. He tore us apart. <laughs> it's, just, it's bizarre. I, I couldn't get... I can't... I honestly don't understand what the thinking process was in it. I, I don't think I ever will. If you had Klopp sat there now telling me, I'd still... Part of me be thinking, you're lying. Because I don't get at what point that makes any sense against one of the fastest players. Fabinho was a slug. Kabak's not the fastest. Since Alexander-Arnold by their corner flag. It just makes no sense. Yeah, you can't play the high line without Van Dijk and Gomez there. It doesn't work. I mean, or, or Matup, obviously. Matup is surprisingly quick, but he's got the legs of... He's got legs made of glass, so it's pointless. Um, but you can't play that high line without a mixture of them three because they're the only ones with enough pace to get back and make it work. Um, you know, losing Van Dijk is, is massive. He's like he's like a playmaker in cent, in centre half. You know, Matter probably runs forward with the ball more than Genie does. Gomez is you know he's again his recovery is unbelievable. So you're missing three absolutely world class centre halves on the day. Um, and yeah, it's massive. It's huge. But we've got it. We sh- we should we should still have enough. 
in the in the tank to be yeah to chill. I can I can accept losing not in the manner we did to City, but I can accept losing to City because they they've got some of the best players in the world. I can accept losing to Chelsea because they they're meant to have some of the best players in the world. But when you're losing to Brighton and Burnley and Everton and whoever else we fucking lost to recently, we've it's been that many. I can't fucking remember. <laughs> I, that's unacceptable. They're the games you should be winning with fucking. You know, get Carragher out of retirement and put him centre back. You should still. Fuck him off, mate. He's an absolute tit. Him, he's doing my head in. He's right. fucking loving it. All right, not him then. Glenn Heisen. Gonna get him back. Get him out of retirement. I think he was retired when we fucking bought him. Um, get him. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's it's one of them. You've some of some of the games you can kind of half accept defeat if it's against a good team when you've got so many injuries. But again, some of these teams, you know, Burnley, Brighton, they haven't got a player. In their team that would start, and I couldn't start an eleven on paper. But well, here's another thing for you, lad: is that Burnley and Brighton's and all that people who got teams that stay behind, keep put ten men in the box and just try and count you. That's been the the situation since the Brendan Rodgers days. We struggled to get through it. Even oh. Jurgen Klopp, when he came, I don't even think it was Klopp. I think we had thirty odd shots against Burnley. They beat us one 0 a few years ago. They done the same again. It's it's just a just a thing that happens with us. It's, it's just like a trend. Play every man behind the ball in your own half and you've got a massive chance of beating this Liverpool. Part of the reason for it is that our centre-halves are also on the fucking halfway line. It makes no sense whatsoever, lad. Like, you're playing that, that way against the likes of Southampton where Danny Ings loves getting in behind. That's his game. Chelsea, that's, it just makes no sense to be playing that. Look at, you, look at your opponents and go, right, there's a possibility that Danny Ings is playing there. It's a possibility that Timo Werner is playing there. Possibility that Jesus is playing there. Don't play a high line. Yeah. Use your fucking brain and don't play the high line. Just say to your fullbacks for this game, only go forward when Fabino sits in and makes it the back. That's how it works. He comes back. You just go forward, pass to go. That's how football works at the minute. Arnold's going up and fucking, I wanted to punch a fucking hole in the telly yesterday. Goes up, walking back. Trotting back, gets skinned, stops dead, gets in the wrong position for the goal, doesn't move, doesn't even move his legs to try and stop the goal. It's pathetic, absolutely pathetic. But yesterday's defeat was based on it. You can say individual errors and all that. It was on clock. The tactics from the weird goal. Thomas Tufel must have been like that. Get in. It's fucking great. Scott, exactly. I've got them where I want them. And yeah. he did. For, for 90 minutes, 95 minutes, I think it was. I said again before the game, we score, got a massive chance, scoring a few. They score, game over. And it is becoming the trend. Score against Liverpool and you've won. Yeah, so as I was saying there, I think, you know, Klopp's to, to blame for that performance. Not, not of the individual players, not of how they, they fail to make simple passes, not how they failed to, to grab the game by just off the neck, but simply the tactics. As soon as it was going wrong and you could see they were in time and time again, then make a change. You know what I mean? I think he had I think he had his centre half. He had he had Reese Williams on the bench. They weren't attacking us all that much in the terms where we'd have been worrying about the personnel at the back. That's the problem at the minute for Liverpool. It's not the personnel at the back that we need to worry about. It's the lack of chances we create because the personnel in the midfield. Now, Curtis Jones, there's only so much he can do. There's only so much Thiago can do from a deeper role. 
there's only so much you can do playing alongside one Alden. At the end of the day, making decisions that don't benefit the team just to fit players in. You know, at the end of the day, grab Thiago and say, you're not really suited. That's the defensive mid role. We'll play Milner there and we'll play Naby Keita and we'll play Curtis Jones and we'll go and attack the game, but, then, but he's not, to bring Milner on. I know he said it was for experience and to try and shore the boys up. There was nothing to shore up. We, we had all the ball most of the second half. We just had to fucking attack and we, we haven't got an attacking ball on our body at the minute. No. For me, you know, like, not involved whatsoever. When Mane was involved, I felt like turning the telly off because he was going to just run it to nowhere and then lose it or put a shit pass in. Salah, every time he got it, he was doing that fucking thing he does where he's getting dragged. It just was shit. It was just completely shit. And as I say, the substitutions and the tactics were just shit. So it is on clock. But I agree. It is It is on clock. But do want to just say, completely agree with you, that it, it was on clock, completely on clock. And you should take the, the, the blame for the defeat yesterday. However, it must sound like we're, we're fucking clop out here and we're fed up with him and we're done with him. Far from it. Far from it. Still trust him 100%. Still think, still know he's the man to turn this around. But he's not. Like, I've had this argument with people on Twitter about just the team in general. And you say one bad word about them and all you get is these divvies popping up. Ah, oh, but they've done this for us and they've done that. It's like, yeah, Sam, fantastic. Made up, delighted. The legends, they're still open. You, you can criticise them. And you can criticise like, anyone like without them dead. Yeah. But even oh, just even just offering a bit of criticism, you get you get some divvy popping up. They've just won us the league. They've just won us this. It's like I know they have, but they're playing shit now. So I'm going to talk about them now. I'm not going to go. Ah, yeah, Sam Villa beat us seven two. But at least we won the league. It doesn't work like that. The, the difference in that. That's why I hate social media so much. Is because there's no like. I feel like when I'm on when I'm on the Scouts Power accounts, I'll follow a load of like. Say, for instance, say Scallies, like local lads who go to match season ticket holders, lads who go to Sand and have a bevy, and you feel they're genuine, you feel they're real, you feel the passion and what they're saying is genuine. They say it how it is. Then you've got, um, I won't name them because they'd be made up, but I hate the guts. But you've got ones who, as soon as we do something wrong, they fucking get rid of Klopp, get rid of the goalie, get rid of the whole defence. Get rid of every attacker. I've had someone today want to swap Mane and Salah and Firmino for Mbappé. Stuff like that. It's yeah. just like so, fucking three players with one that makes. <laughs> and, and and he'll play him centre half anyway. So fucking put it. But it's and then you've got the other side where you go fucking hell, Klopp is off all day. Oh, you can't say that. He's just one of the league. He's allowed to make mistakes. No, he's not. That's why he's a world-class manager. He will make mistakes because he's a human being. And that's what human beings do. They make mistakes and then they learn by them and they get better. And there's no doubt in my mind. I don't even get why it's a conversation. Is Jürgen Klopp the right man for the Liverpool? If he if he was to leave or get sacked in this season, I just wouldn't watch the, the match again anymore. I'd be done with footy because it would be the most farcical thing I'd ever, ever heard of in my life. When you think of what he's done for us, don't get me wrong. The conversation I've had, I've had lads that that have drank with and have mates with and have been away with, saying that's enough of that. I'm done with Klopp. 
we, you can't be losing five home games. Home and away isn't the same as it was. It's, it's a completely different thing. Football now, home means nothing. Away means nothing, barring a little bit of travel here and it's there. Like, it's like every game, it's like at a neutral venue. It is. Look at the results here today. Every away team won 1-0. Yeah, I've seen that. It's mad. Fucking baffling. It, it is just like... It's just like it. It feels to me like the pointless internationals. Even when we're playing, and no, we're not going to play well, and no, we're not going to be up for it. And you sort of can't be up for it yourself. You can't enjoy it as much. It's just not the same. But as I say, you've got you've got three sets of fans. You've got people with brains. You've got the all out. Want everyone dead. Want everyone gone. Want the owners to to sell up to the sheiks and move to Dubai and build a new football team. And then you've got the people who can't accept any single criticism for any single one of the players. And I'm a bit of I'm a bit of all of it. I'm a bit honest. Certain moments I hate people. And then it calms down and go, you sounded sick there, Jay. It's raining in. Certain times I'm sick to death of people going, going, going. So I'll I'll get on the defensive and say, You can't well, he's done this, he's done that. That and that's your argument. But as an as a genuine football fan and a genuine lover of the pro football club, the, the worst thing that could happen to us in our recent history, football terms, would be Jürgen Klopp going. And that's it. That's me only, me only, that's me only genuine worry at the moment is if we don't get top four, how that's going to affect business because we know Fenway Sports are rootless and that terrifies me a bit because if you can, if you can fucking chop the king, <laughs> You can chop clock and it's it's scary just in just in case, but oh mate, I couldn't imagine it. I literally I have nightmares about not having clock. It's fucking come here, you. I, I I can't see them doing that. I think they know that I think they probably know in some way that that's the last straw for them at Liverpool as owners if they get rid of clock after what he's done. The majority of the fan base is still right behind them. Like you say, you'll get the divvies who will like clop out because you know he, he, he were probably saying clop out the day after we won the title because we didn't win it on that day. Um, you know what I mean? That's what they're like. So you, you're always going to get them that section of divvies, just like I think the other people of divvies who won't accept any little bit of criticism. It's just you got to be in the middle of the two sets of divvies. My dad's one of them divvies, mate. But even yesterday, he cracked. My dad, you couldn't say a fucking bad word about Liverpool. He'd jump on your back and fucking muff to you, mate. But even yesterday, he said he actually admitted. He said, I've got no words. That was shit and there's no excuses. My only concern with Jürgen Klopp at the moment, and I said it to the lads yesterday after it, is that for so long, every time, if it has gone wrong, and it hasn't been often, but he's come out and he's actually said on the camera, like, that was shite. We were shit. We weren't good enough. We didn't fight hard enough. I feel as though in recent weeks he's making slight excuses. There's a few little things that he's saying that I don't agree with anymore. And that's my only concern is that I always feel like he's on the right wavelength. Bad on substitutions, but he's made some mad substitutions before and they've worked. So you can't question him. That's his job. He's the manager. We know nothing. We don't know how a player's trained. You don't know how a player is is looking every day, whether you think he's only got 70 minutes in him or he can play the game. We don't know none of the ins and outs of that, so you can't really judge subs. Just in the Easter moment, you go, fucking hell, James Milner, when you lose him 1-0, bizarre. 
But it's one of them. Um, he just looks a bit lost at the minute. He looks a bit fed up. But everything that's gone on in his personal life, which you don't want to bring up in football, but of course it's going to get to you. So you've just got to just we've just got to ride this wave and hope the owners don't do anything fucking stupid. Because tell you now, you'd think we'd won the league again. What Anfield would be like if they get rid of him? Because they'll fucking they'll, they'll be firing fireworks to the ground. Yeah, they will. And you know, yeah, it'd just be a stupid decision. Um, I don't think much more needs to be said about that. Shouldn't Any, even be a conversation. Really. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be shouldn't. a conversation. But unfortunately, there's that many form, And that's the problem with social media. Is that there's there's that many like journalists in there who who pick up on that. That it just make the best. Yeah, fucking, they've got a blue check and a, oh, lad, I hate them. But it is what it is. It's an absolute shit time at the minute. I said earlier that I'm just going to forget that footy exists for the next few weeks. Going to hope that we get a little bit further in, in the Champions League, which is going to be a massive struggle, but over two legs, never know with us. Um, and just enjoy being champions as much as I can for the next few weeks. Because we're not going to be. Yeah. Um, you mentioned, you know, it's it's about uh, what's happening on the pitch and training and stuff like that. I do want to just bring something up. And I think you've probably seen as well about uh, all the shit that you're seeing about Chris Morgan at the minute. Um, the fucking idiots. <laughs> uh, for, for lack of a better term. I looked at it. I didn't know what, what a Chris Morgan was until earlier. What a and Chris Morgan. It, and it was like, he's the physio, he's at fault for all these injuries. And I was thinking to myself, how? Isn't a physio's meant to... Nurse you through an injury. Make you better. That's, yeah. that's his job. He can't make you worse before you're injured, injured. Can he? Yeah, he doesn't... <laughs> that's literally... Me and you have both had bad knee injuries. We've been to physios. We know what a physio does. Like... I didn't go to my physio and go, hey, you've injured my knee. And he goes, well, I've never seen you before. What are you on about? It's <laughs> it doesn't work. The physio doesn't seen, like, get involved until they're injured. I've seen loads of comments of Arsenal fans. Like, there, there was genuine comments, though. It was I've a proper thing. God, the case has gone and all that. Fucking hell. It is, it is funny that Arsenal have got the least injuries this season and we've got the most, but you can't. It's, it's like the ones you... You know, I think we've done it ourselves. We discussed John Achterberg when the keepers are shit. Then the keeper's the best keeper in the world for three years, and then he makes a few mistakes and he blames John Achterberg. <laughs> it's one of them, but it it does little mad things to cross your mind because you think, how do you just go that shit overnight? How do you get that many injuries? But it, it's I similar to what we were just saying as well, though. Sorry to interrupt. It's similar to what we were just saying. How you know John Achterberg gets blamed when the shit, but he doesn't get blamed when the when they're playing well. Chris Morgan's getting blamed. Because you know, because we've had these injuries when but no one but no one's blaming Klopp for how bad we're playing. It's Chris Morgan getting the blame for how bad we're playing when he's a physio. He's yeah. not getting he's not getting credit for fans I can Gomez returning on faster than he thought though, is he? That, I mean? Exactly, exactly. It, it, you know, it's not it is it's funny. That's what's funny. Things like shouldn't that make you laugh. Yeah. But uh, I have seen a thing about I have seen a thing about another physio. Um the one that was with us when we won the league, and he's had a dig at Liverpool as such. Yeah, seen that. Saying that the way it works at Liverpool and that he couldn't couldn't be involved in it anymore. So, so I'd like to hear about that. I'd like to see mm. what that was about. Um, the thing is, also, 
with this Chris Morgan as well. He was he was with us ten years ago for ten yeah. years. Like, when Owen done his knee in. <laughs> yeah, it was all his fault. He ruined <laughs> Owen's career. No, it's oh. it's it's stupid. It's fucking but it makes you laugh. It, I needed a laugh to be honest. After They're the things you need. You, you need them in your life because yeah, definitely. Some people are genuinely like fucking that Chris Morgan's ruined us. We would have won the league if we didn't sign him. I was just thinking, you're actually sat there typing that, believing it, aren't you? You're you're <laughs> fucking sat there with a dartboard of Chris Morgan raging that he's here, Van Dyke's name. It wasn't uh, Pickford. It was it was fucking Chris Morgan with a with a Pickford mask on. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just you know what? Fucking hell, mate! It just it, it it's beggar's belief. It it fucking I don't know how their brains function, honestly. Like it's funny, lad. <laughs> you've got to laugh, haven't you? Seriously, um, Fulham at the weekend. Um, I'm I'm not even doing a score prediction. We we got we got we got asked by me mate in work not to do them anymore, and he was fucking right. I'm not doing yeah. them anymore. I think I think there may or may not be goals. I think he's our number one listener as well. So out of respect, our number one listener. I'm not gonna um, I'm not gonna comment on the score, but two 0 Liverpool. No, I'm not. I'm genuinely not even doing it. Like just fucking. There will be football played, and there may or may not be goals. That's my <laughs> prediction. Fucking <laughs> hell! Um, the way we predict things, lad, there probably won't be any football played, and it will get postponed. <laughs> I know. Yeah, maybe we should start fucking uh, hoping the other team wins. See if it fucking works. We seem to be a fucking curse. <laughs> between you Morgan. and our t-shirt, <laughs> the amount of people left message with when they get a new t-shirt. I hope it brings you luck. That's in the bin. That's that one's in the bin. Fuck <laughs> sake. Ah, fucking hell. Yeah, Fulham um, improved form a little bit of late. Uh, fighting for the life still. So it, it it's going to be tough. It's our Anfield. <laughs> Seeing James Pierce tweet it, any chance of the Fulham game getting moved to Budapest? <laughs> I wouldn't mind oh, that mate. right now. I say, as Klopp said yesterday, it's not, about, it's not about winning and losing an Anfield or away. The form's just shocking at the minute. There's no belief. There's no energy. In the players' favour, I do think they are absolutely fatigued to fuck. There's something not right at the minute. Mane was, at the end of the game yesterday, looked like he could have collapsed. He, he, he just stopped running. He was just literally fucking pottering about. And, you know, the intensity he played for three or four years on the clock, it must catch up with you, lad. You couldn't, you couldn't train like that consistently. We're only like what four six weeks off in between, mm. thinking with international duty and all that as well. So they need to start. Either was it? It was two weeks. He had off something like that. That's what I mean, lad. It's um, and then the, the look at this international. They're going to try and get them to go on with COVID. Nothing about it and that. It's just international footy. They should just jib the international friendlies and just instead of it, just say there's two weeks off. Have a, or have a week off. Get mm. yourself fresh again, and that's how it should be done. Every yeah. other country has as. Fucking one or two breaks in between the seasons to, to revitalise and refresh up, but we seem not to. We seem to play every three days because it's a laugh and it earns money. But say it's not an excuse. Every every team's under the same circumstances, but no one's played the intensity of Liverpool. Not even Man City. Man City don't press you. They don't hound you like that. They're just brilliant at football. Off the ball, they don't sort to do much. They let you come at them. They let you get to their goal. They keep and make saves. You know what I mean? We sort of just press and press and press, and we've lost on our game at the moment. 
I think it's down to fatigue. But there's a number of issues, as I've said before. There's there's many issues. It's not just we've gone shit overnight. It's a case of there's a number of issues and we've got to find a way through them. Hmm. Let's be honest, we've been kind of shit for a while. You know, the Villa game, as we, as I mentioned before, had Van Dijk, we had Gomez, we practically had the full first team out with the exception of Allison. Um, but then I suppose that you could say comes down to the players that were playing to not leave Allison as open, uh, Adrian as open and turn into the commentator from the other game, aren't they? Oh my God, <laughs> Allison! Fucking hell! Thought Allison was playing at one point. So did I. I thought I misheard it the first time when he said it. I was like, "Did you say Allison? Fucking what? What they're getting paid for? Then no one fucking knows, do they? Um, just what? what? <laughs> <laughs> just I just." Um, I'm just hoping we can get back to winning ways. As I say, I'm not going to put a prediction out. Um, I want two centre-backs playing. I want Fabinho in the midfield if he's going to play. I'd like to see Jota start. Um, I'd honestly probably like to see Cater start. I think he'll pick the ball. He'll get the ball. He'll he'll do the job that we hope, that we expect Wijnaldum to do, where he'll just get it and he'll just run. And he might headbutt someone as he's running into them because he just doesn't stop. He, he's he's a great he's a, he's got a great engine he's a he's a workhorse again just there's always going to be that question about his, his fitness and his injury record with arrows at least anyway I don't think he was this bad at Leipzig to be fair I think we've done re- I think Klopp's done remarkable to keep him out the limelight regarding the price as well we're about sixty odd million Something but like again I don't think he's not one of them players like who goes massively missing he wants to be on the ball he asks to be on the ball. But you can only be as good as your teammates around you from that position. He does march forward. Same as Jones, really. Jones can make something happen out of nothing. Keith is the same. But you need your attackers to move. And you need you need cover from your other midfielders. And at the minute, I feel like I feel like when Alden and Thiago, you don't really know which one to go, which one to sit. Mm. And there's a bit of confusion with who, who can be asked, to be honest. I think sometimes he even said yesterday about Thiago, he just doesn't look cut for this type of footy. He doesn't look like he can be in a battle. Doesn't mm. look ready to um, to go to war with us. And I suppose he's never that too. He's never he's not that type of player. He's a flair player. Mm. He's used to having an army around him that can just do what the fuck he wants in any league and any competition they've been in. And now all of a sudden he's come to the champions of England thinking he's gonna do the same and he's in a dogfight every week. So I just want I just want to see him being able to play in his own role. Hmm. Um, but well, see, when we had all our players fit, he come on against Chelsea for his debut was absolutely brilliant. Look like he bossed the game. Yeah, he was, yeah. Played against Everton when we had more or less half our full squad out and got man of the match, and then he was out for months. So the injury that he got himself is 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 I wouldn't say it's still affecting him, but it would have affected him still when he was coming back. But the but. That was the last time he had a chance to play with our strongest squad. And that's obviously going to affect him because, like you say, we've had to drop Fabinho back, we've had to drop Henderson back. If you've got a midfield of, of Fabinho, Henderson and Thiago, it's a completely different fucking midfield than anything we've got to offer. But that's our, that's our starting midfield, realistically. Yeah. Um, again, Klopp said our most influential player this season being Wijnaldum. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't think he offers a fucking thing, but... As I say, I think my my midfield is Henderson for being out nearly every time, just for that 
assurance at the back that when we go forward, Fabinho's there, and then you're talking Thiago or Thiago or Jones, but then okay, Keita's there, and it's just um, I've said it before. I just don't see where Ronaldo fits in if we've got a, if we've got full strength. Hmm. No, like we said, something something needs to change, and um, we need to get back to winning ways against Fulham at the weekend. It's going to be tough, but let just got to fucking believe, haven't you? You just got to pick yourself up and go again, and fucking that's it. We we'll, we will go again, but so if if I had the choice now to just fucking go a kip and wake up in in August when the new season was starting to be made up, that's that's what we need. We need to just forget it. It's it's been an absolute shit show performances. Mm. Load of mistakes all over the gaff. The football's not the same. Football in general isn't the same. It's not as enjoyable. Can't go anywhere to watch the footy. So as a as a fan sitting at home, you can't buzz. You can't have your mates in hand. You can't do the same things you would normally do for big games. It's just shit in general. And the sooner it's back to normal, the better. But if if you're if you're sat there or you're listening to this and you think there's a massive crisis and that the lack of fans and the, all the injuries haven't got anything to do with it, then you're mad. Because it's a massive, massive part of where we are now. It's just unfortunate. And that's my opinion. Someone might disagree. Someone might say, you know, you're papering over the cracks. But there was no cracks. There was absolutely no cracks. You you look back to last March when when lockdown came into play. That's when we struck, that's when we started fucking fading. It's when our intensity, our energy, our pressing and everything stopped happening as much. The whole our whole game is flawed without the fans. It doesn't it's mad. It's mad to say. It's hard to believe, but it's a massive part of it, lad. It really is. And I can't wait. Firmino scored 90th minute against Tottenham. 2,000 fans in the ground. The only goal we've scored late this season. Massive, just little, little fucking things like that makes a massive difference. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Um, massive difference. It's it's going to be, hopefully, this fucking government plan that they're outlining fucking goes ahead as planned and we can have fans back in the stadium before the end of the season. Finish it on a relatively high note at the way it's going anyway. Um, and let's just fucking, I say, let's just get behind them. It's all we can do. Um, no doubt we'll all fucking be watching there. Hating the fact that we're watching it on Sunday because <laughs> no one really wants to at the minute, but you're still, you're still going to fucking do it. So, um, yeah, fucking don't really know. It's, so, I, I'm lost. You I'm wanted just... to ask me something that I put on Twitter? Oh, we, we, we covered that. I was just saying about where you mentioned about Trent getting replaced by Williams. Um, you know, you never asked me. <clears throat> I know, but we covered Trent anyway, so I, I didn't bother. No, I, I said I'd have Trent out the team first before anyone and replaced by Milner or, if, I, if you had to, Nico Williams. I'd even go as far as saying that if we had no centre-halves, I'd play a right-back. And I play Arnold centre half because just to fucking tell him, don't go up. I don't want him anywhere near the wide position at the moment. I just think you might as well play with ten men. He is an absolute liability at the back. And that, that's genuine. That's not a meltdown. We've said it since fucking last season. We've said it through spells this season. He is on his day, absolutely brilliantly, brilliant offensively. Can't knock him for it. Could be one of the best right backs ever in the league, offensively. Defensively, 
he doesn't want to get back. He's got no determination or desire to win the ball back. He doesn't even put a fucking foot out to block crosses. He doesn't sign bull any bully anyone. Doesn't sign out outpace anyone. Doesn't sign fucking outstrength anyone. He doesn't try. In a defensive role, once he crosses that line to get into our half, he stops stops working. He's only interested. He's like a school kid. That's what that's the only way I can explain him. He's like a fucking school kid. With the ball, he wants it. He's always wants to be on the ball. He wants to be that one who plays that pass and be the hero. And that's fine. Love all that. Do the work at the back as well. Or at least stay and learn how to defend. But that's another worry of mine. How how Klopp can't see it. How he's still playing that that team at that high line, knowing that Trent's gonna kill us every single week. <laughs> And he is. He does it every single week. He got targeted by Chelsea over and over again. And at no point did we, we even try and change him. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just... I'm, I'm just... Uh, I'm, I'm done with this season. <laughs> I, I'm done. Like, I just... I'm fed up. I was like, last night, I weren't even angry. Like, I had no... I, I just didn't react at all to the match. Like I was raging. I was absolutely... See, I, was I wasn't. Raging. Like, I was, I, was, uh, I was raging at the City game and I was raging at the, the Everton game. And last night I was just like watching it and thinking, what's the fucking point? If I start, if I fucking rage at every game, I'll, I'll be dead by the end of the season. After the Everton game, I sort of watched it with, a, with my uncle, who's a blue and I, Chris, and it was a little bit, we were fucking buried. So it, the result came. As I said, if they score early, it's over. I accepted it was over in the third minute. So I sort of got used to the fact. I was I think it's the most of being upset in a game this season was yesterday because the, the plan was shit. As I say, the tactics were shit. Everyone on earth who watched that game could see what needed to change, barring the manager. The substitutions were pathetic. Um, as I say, we've gone over and over it again. The, the, the lack of desire, the loose ball that we're, we're not even, there was there was like a loose ball in between two players and we didn't even try and go in for 50-50s. We just sort of went, go ahead, go and get the ball. It was that type of game. They just Everyone's just rolling us over at the minute, physically, mentally and performance-wise. We're not, we're not at the minute better than anybody. There's some games you can accept, you know, when you, you get beaten, you go, but fucking hell, we had 30 shots. The likes of your Burnley games where you go, realistically, on another day, we score five or six there. Keep us out of blinder. Chef United, first half, you sort of expect this could be, this could be nil-nil, but the way we're playing, we, we're going to get one. You can accept that when you don't win them types of games. It's it's these where you literally just bend over and you just accept that you're going to get beat. And that was how I felt from the first minute. Yeah. I hate it. Tough. I hate it's it. tough. Yeah, I do. I don't even I like it anymore. Um, no, it's it's tough at the minute. It is, but like I say, let's just hope for a positive result on Sunday, and um, you know we'll we'll back them. We'll be back after the following game, regardless. So hopefully we can not you know depress each other and want to go and fucking jump off the roof after they've done this episode. Um, maybe we can not do that on Sunday. That's why I <laughs> want to do this because I wanted to have a genuine conversation about about the problems we're having at the minute. And I think sometimes if you wait an extra day, say we, we could batter Fulham 5-0 and then 
the talking point is the points in the Fulham game. You don't really discuss what's happened there, but it's sort of paving over cracks. You need to discuss the Chelsea game. You need to I fucking needed the event. I needed to speak about it. I needed to tell someone that I'm fucking fed up with these little half-ass performances. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll get this out. People will listen. People will agree or disagree. I'm sure they will. Um, People will look at your top and think, where the fuck did he get that from? That's boss. Gauss Power. <laughs> GaussPower19.com. <laughs> nice one, Jay. Um, yeah. By the way, we've got a sale on. All our champions collection is on sale at 25% off. So if you want anything, get over to the website. Yeah, do. I've or, got... Are you are you buying anything, Jay? I've, I mean, I've already got a few, like, but I, I, <laughs> there's a sale on, I'll get a few more, you know me. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, honestly, I've got a few, the fucking boss. I've said it time and time again. I'm not just saying it because it's me, mate. They are fucking boss. So, the new you... ones, the new ones are sick, you know, Jay? I'm looking forward to them. Uh, always love a new, new drops, to be fair. These are brilliant. It's just unfortunate for us that it might be the one year we're not away in Europe where they'd absolutely smash the sails. <laughs> Typical. Only that could happen to me. Liverpool, yeah, Champions of England, release a boss top. Not in Europe, Sam. <laughs> yeah. what, what's your thought process on, say, for instance, worst case scenario, we can't get the Champions League spot, we're out of it. Um, last game of the season, we've got to win to get a Europa League spot. Do you want to win it or do you want to lose it? I want to win because I want us to win every game. Um, if that means we drop into the Europa League, so be it. Fucking put your all into it, go and win it. You're back in the Champions League, irrespective of where you finish in the league. But <sighs> part of me at the same time would rather. But see, the thing is, you don't win the, you don't win that game. You don't get in the Europa League. You're in that fucking Europa Conference League instead, where it's tips to fucking Conway Castle and fucking Aberdeen, and but then Azerbaijan and fucking. Malicious and fucking everywhere. They're the, they're the boss of ways, then. Like, they so are, but they're the ones you've got to get. Yeah, but they're the ones you've got to go on, get on a plane, go past where you're going, and then get on a fucking boat to get where you want to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, it's it's gonna be, that. it's gonna be mad, lad. But if it's a choice out of them too, I'd, I'd rather have. Obviously, I'd rather just go in the in the regular Europa League, where only some of the teams are shit, not all of them. Um, what what position in the league now is the Europa League conference? I I don't know for certain, but I'd assume it's eighth because I think, depending on who wins the FA Cup and the League Cup and stuff like that, seventh will get the the Europa League place, sixth and seventh, or fifth, is it? Yeah, fifth, sixth and seventh will get the Europa League place. Basically, you don't know. You don't I know. don't know. You'd <laughs> ask me a question that I don't know the answer to. I'm trying my best here. Leave me alone. You've been fucking great in the interview, yeah. <laughs> Just say so don't know. Um, personally, for me, I think Europa League could absolutely fuck us next season. Um, playing fucking butchers and sparks and that. Fuck that. As far as I'm concerned, either win number seven this year and get back in the Champions League or just concentrate on the league and the FA Cup next year. I want the FA Cup as well, by the way. I want to win the FA Cup next season because it's something Klopp hasn't won. I'll have I, I love the FA Cup. I'll have the league it's, cup, mad, it's, it, it, it's mad. It's mad. I feel like it feels like last season was so fucking long away, so far away. Like I can remember being stood by by the Paisley Gates with a fucking flare, buried, rat-assed, 
pure euphoria, buzzing. And I think because we haven't had a chance to proper enjoy it, it feels like it's just bypassed us. And yeah. don't get me wrong, that's one of the best nights of my life, that. I don't think I'll, I'll never forget that. that. That was up there with Istanbul. I never thought I'd, I'd feel that again. We hadn't even played the game of footy. And it was up there with Istanbul. That's how mad the feeling was. But it's just gone like that. It's, it's like it's near, The season's nearly fucking over. We're in a fucking race for the top four. It's madness. But this is what we love about footy. You can't, you can't win the league every year. You can't batter team after team after team for three years straight and not bear out. You've just got to sometimes accept it, take it on the chin and hopefully knuckle down next season and go again. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Couldn't have put it better myself. I'm thankful that we'll wrap it up. Um, say, we'll look for a positive result against Fulham. Hopefully we fucking put a few past them. Boost the confidence of the players, boost the confidence of, well, the fans as well. And yeah, we'll, we'll go again. Up the Reds. Up the Reds. Sports Social Podcast Network.